Hi, this is Kimberly. Please enjoy our podcast, but remember our doctors are only here to educate, not diagnose. If you have any questions or need any further information, please email me. My email address is kim at mfwellness.org. So when, when we first talked about the kind of place we wanted to build, there's some things we absolutely had to have. One of the things was a multi-purpose room or a wellness room. Because so often when we fix people, they've been hurt for so long, they, their brain needs a little help remembering how to move their bodies. And um, anytime you develop a faulty movement pattern or you're hurt, your body will compensate. And bringing people back from that compensation, not just getting them out of pain, but teaching them how to move again is, I think, one of the most important job a doctor or a healer can do. And so we wanted to make sure we had enough room for that in the new place. And so we do. So we needed to do two things. One, build a room where people can do body weight activities and rehabilitation. And two, find an instructor. And we are psychotic about the level of quality of people that we have in this facility. I think everybody has said by now heard the massage therapist stories about how many we interviewed. And uh, it's the exact same thing. And uh, we now um, are incredibly proud to introduce our yoga therapist. And um, she started last week, two weeks ago, a month ago. I think three weeks. Three weeks yeah, ago. About a month. <laughs> Four years ago. <laughs> and um, she's here. We're going to talk to uh, her. Her name's Allie. We're going to talk to Allie about yoga on this podcast and about how everybody should be doing it, all the ways that it benefits people. And um, I can't say enough good stuff about it. As healthcare evolves and we learn more and more and more, we, we understand that teaching people how to move and the way that they move has a tremendous influence on whether or not they're sick and their longevity. So first we're going to pepper Allie with a bunch of questions and then somebody will find out where she went to high school and then we'll talk more about yoga. So Allie graduated from West Point in 2016 and she served as an army officer before getting her two hundred hour yoga teacher certification and that was all the way back in 2017 so she had 200 hours of certification in 2017 i can't imagine how many hours you're at right now it's got to be like four thousand hours though <laughs> so she is passionate about helping students find a greater sense of wellness through yoga whether that's mental emotional or physical that's just awesome and then her specialty is in helping students use breath to both guide movement of the body and ground the nervous system to the present moment. That whole phrase, the grounding of the nervous system. It's interesting because when you think about the nervous system, it's a series of electrical impulses, and we always talk about grounding an electrical circuit to keep it safe. And she's talking about grounding it uh, in, in that same sense. I think that's cool. We're going to talk more about that. So she's currently pursuing her 300-hour trauma-sensitive yoga certification so that she can continue to improve her teaching and reach more members of her community. I am almost scared to ask her questions because everything that on here is just like super wholesome <laughs> and good for people. You know what I mean? Like, okay, that's just great. So that is her background. So first of all, thank you for coming and being on our podcast. We will try not to uh, ruin your impression of us. I think it's probably if We safe. haven't already. Yeah, yeah. I have a quick question. Go ahead. What led you into yoga mm -hmm. in that area. When I first commissioned and I was an officer, 
um, I was living out in Colorado by myself and didn't really know anyone mm-hmm. and grew up out here in Wentzville and like oh. just didn't really know what to expect in terms of how I would handle my day-to-day career mm-hmm. and like, you know, all the different things that you do during the day um, that I didn't really feel like I could ignore, you know, like noticing that your nervous system is just in overdrive yeah, all man. the time yeah. Yeah. Um, and so like good. all sorts of experiences contribute to that so i just started going to yoga classes i had already done a little yoga before and like taught some informal classes but didn't have oh any cool formal do they do that at west point i was an english major but they had a one of the english oh. instructors taught yoga oh my gosh if you wanted to go on like wednesday nights i did so you so you team. started going in colorado mm-hmm. were you in colorado springs or where were yeah, you colorado yeah colorado springs yeah it's pretty did you play golf <laughs> no. It's like 90 golf courses no. there. Did you notice that? Yes. There's All 90 golf courses. Clubs. Yeah, it's like you, mm-hmm. if you slice the ball, you'll never get it back because it goes down the mountain. It's <laughs> on the front range. So, like, if you're bad, you're, it's over. And you go, in some cases, it's a 12, 1300 foot change in elevation from the first hole to the 18th. Mm-hmm. It's not right how bad I am. Okay, <laughs> then what? So, you go to the classes in Colorado, mm-hmm. and then you're like, this is it. Yeah. It just made me be able to notice what was going on inside mm-hmm. and like the pace of life. I think for mm-hmm. a lot of people now is really fast and there are a lot of mm. demands on our um, external perception of the world. So I think that probably comes at the cost of noticing what's going on inside and what our nervous system is actually telling us. So That's I didn't awesome. know those things then, but it just made me feel really nice. How did you learn that we we spend a ton of time educating our patients here mm-hmm. you know and it seems like you, you know you talk about diet talk about water like at least people have a concept of that even mm-hmm. if it's wrong nervous system like mm-hmm. forget it you know you're starting from ground zero on almost every single person mm-hmm. that's wild when did that start to occur to you just occurring to me how worked up yeah man. i was um probably when I didn't have all my friends around me anymore, when mm-hmm. I actually went out to Colorado and I was, I had to, I had quiet around me. Alone, alone with your own thoughts. <laughs> yes. And, yeah. and That's awesome. And being like, this isn't a fun place to be. Mm-hmm. I have to do something about this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I think anything I've done for myself is kind of what I try to give to other people. That's fantastic. And so you do that, then you go, you're like, I'm going to do some certification now. Mm-hmm. And then is there a school? Yeah, so it was at the studio that I went to. It's called Cambio Yoga. It's a donation-based studio in Colorado Springs. And they wow. do, um, if you are a Yoga Alliance certified school, you can do these, there are 200-hour, 300-hour, 500-hour trainings. Wow. Yeah, and different types of certifications. So they held those. So I did it all at the studio. What are some of the other certifications? Um, I mean, you can do... There was a hot yoga teacher training. Um, I know the 300 hour is pretty general. It doesn't get into like my 300 hour course. Um, <laughs> it's going to take a long time to finish. Um, yeah, but that's in- that's incredible. Yeah, it's very specialized. There can't there aren't going to be very many of you. Yeah, and it's really new. Yeah, and there's new research coming out all that's, the time. That's really cool. Yeah. Last podcast we were talking to the parks director, and one of the things he went out of his way to mention was that. The research on instead of antidepressants, they're prescribing walking, mm-hmm. and um, that's based off of a couple of groundbreaking Harvard papers from a couple of years ago. 
I just like hearing it reflected in, if not like the popular conversation of the time, at least reflected in healthcare that mm -hmm. the way you move your body affects your brain and your brain affects your body. Like that, that is a physical, definable, alterable relationship. And I mm -hmm. think that's what, I, that's just super, super like cool. They used to think it was something that was out there. Yeah. But now through research, they know that there's a definite connection. Yeah, it's cool. And then how did you get back here? I taught out in Colorado Springs for a while, and then I taught English in a public school. I was a high school English teacher. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, and then um, my husband, now Zach, we went to kindergarten and first grade together, and we both kind of Where'd you, uh, where'd you do that at? In yeah. Wentzville. I grew up in Wentzville. Mm -hmm. And then you yeah. went to high school. He wants the, he wants the school. Dr. Josh, what's the school name? He's, he's. What high school did you go to? What do you think? You went Wentzville. to Timberland? <laughs> Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Is Timberland not? Is Timberland not in? It was Rival. not. It was not. It was not. Oh, really? I don't know where anything is. <laughs> so you come back mm -hmm. to St. Charles. We've got you, which thank goodness. You, and then you're teaching elsewhere. Yeah. You're just mm -hmm. like a, like a like a hired gun, like a Ronin, you know, <laughs> to like come teach. Yeah, well, I teach at, uh, I teach here, and then at uh, Sela Yoga Studio. It's on Main Street. It's oh, really cool. close. And then at Bar Harmony. I have one class there. That's awesome, man. And I have some private clients I work with. Oh, yeah? Is one of them, yeah. Straight up, man. So. And then are most of the yoga sessions an hour? Is that kind of how it works? Yeah, an hour to an hour and a half. Yep. Oh, 90 minutes. It's really not that much once you get into it. Everybody that has taken your course loves it every one of them i've heard from the patients on the floor every one of them that oh, pumps me up really? so I, at first i was like oh she's gonna kill him she's gonna get <laughs> you know she's gonna no. get him you're gonna learn now and they'll be healthy but they'll be like horrible pain and they love it and so that's that's got to be really cool is it hard not to just murder them with poses be like no. let's do this no how would you i wouldn't be would a good you, instructor how would you describe your yoga style oh okay um gentle mm -hmm. and um i guess trying to empower my students instead of mm. how well can you follow my instructions <laughs> mm. i think yeah. i see the difference yeah between me and <laughs> yeah. oh my gosh uh, I, think, I think i understand why people like you so much uh, i think too there's like these video these yoga videos out there oh yeah like yeah. mega mega intense and people yeah. get that in their mind that right. that's how it's going to be and that's right. not necessarily uh, yeah as mm -hmm. as chiropractors we are really sensitive to how stuff can get misportrayed in the media mm. it doesn't help that these weirdos are out there just blowing people up on their back cracking channels oh, but like yeah man <laughs> but um, same thing for yoga like you, you can really get mm -hmm. the wrong idea yeah mm -hmm. it's definitely very like fitness centered in yeah. some places so right. I mean I don't really know how much of yoga that is you know the fitness style there's something you can get out of it but for, the yeah physical practice of yoga is just one part of it can you kind of go into detail the difference between belly breathing and chest breathing while, while you're doing yoga some people don't know how to do any belly breathing whatsoever you ask them to take a deep breath in mm. and mm -hmm. it's always through the chest so there are a couple tools that you can um, pull out of the bag one of them i like to give students thing to, things to visualize. So there's uh, the wave method, where you imagine your breath is like a wave. So you breathe into your chest first, and then 
it fills up your belly and moves down the body and then your belly um, exhales first and then goes up to your chest and out. Mm. That's one thing. Um, but if they've never done it before and have no awareness, that might not be very helpful. Right. The different poses, that's a good way to get them to, one, just be in a different position where, you know, the front of their lungs might be contracted um, if they're, you know, crunched into a ball or something like that. Mm -hmm. And then you can just um, help them with awareness. So notice when you're in this position, how the skin on your back um, stretches or expands when you're in this position and just notice, you know, not good or bad. I'm not really hard on people. I don't try to tell them they're like good or bad. Mm -hmm. Like chest breathing's all bad. I mean, yeah, right. But it's just that extra tool that you're giving them so they can I think that's cool. Yeah, that's cool that you do that. Like you, that that Mm -hmm. physical. Notice this. Notice this. Like that placement. We use that sometimes with young people when uh, babies, young young children, even middle schoolers, when they're hysterical. The changing of place, the changing of their physical place, Mm -hmm. and calling their attention to details activates specific reticular parts of the brain it Mm -hmm. completely changes their attitude and helps ground them to the moment like notice this that that Mm -hmm. phrase i think if everybody got in the habit of saying and doing that there'd be significantly less unpleasantness when it comes Mm -hmm. to conflicts and conflict resolution that's really cool that you talk about that go ahead i guess we've touched on this a little bit but your philosophy in general and why you feel like yoga is so important. I don't mm-hmm. know. Maybe if you could just directly tell us like your few sentence answers to that. Um, philosophy first. Yeah. Yoga philosophy. There are eight limbs of yoga. Mm. And asana, that means seat, that's one of the practices. So that's the physical practice of yoga. And that's really only a tool to help people be able to meditate. So to... Um, focus the body and almost like distract the body that's not always accurate but um, use the body in a focused disciplined way in order to help you um, be able to meditate and concentrate Hmm. so the physical practice is really just a means um, to more happiness that's the whole point of yoga is enduring happiness and more freedom from suffering the first two limbs of yoga, it's the yamas and the niyamas. So the yamas are um, how you might conduct yourself in the external world mm-hmm. in order to bring about more happiness and peace and lack of suffering. Um, and then the niyamas are ways that you can look internally and just um, observe yourself and maybe use those tools. So. In terms of philosophy, I usually just start with the first um, yamas. There's ahimsa, and that just means non-injury, translated. So I feel like I just rely on that in most of my classes Mm -hmm. um, because people, when you're not grounded in your internal experience, it's hard to notice when you might be injuring yourself. Or, you know, even when your teacher's like, stay here for a little longer, you Mm -hmm. can do it. You might be hurting yourself and being able to notice your boundaries. And uh, when I get out of this range of motion, something's telling me not to go there. So it starts with yourself, non-injury, and then to others. It's actually the first Hippocratic Oath in Latin, is primere no no 
nocera, mm -hmm. which is first do no harm. That's really cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I tell people they're getting better at yoga when they get sweeter. It's not their ability to do a pose. Yeah. Yeah. How nice Nicer you are. That is yeah. really cool, man. We're gonna have to do a part. I know a lot of people who need yoga. Yeah, yes. we're gonna have to check them out. Like a ninety-person class. Oh like gosh. we'll go, we'll be in the wellness room, and then she'll be in here. She'll get all like have that whole thing full of people. We'll be over the quarter. Um, can you talk a little bit about what you're doing with us here? Mm -hmm. Well, I just started the group classes. Yeah, man. On Wednesday night yeah. at six thirty. Um, so right now, I feel like I'm just kind of getting. A feel for everyone and what the different um, ability levels are and where everyone's comfortable mm -hmm. and trying to go from there okay you know so I don't want to have to be I don't want to go in there and kill them right with all these really <laughs> sure. challenging okay like physical poses when that's not really the goal is to yeah. like get into like it, a pretzel shape <laughs> so, right it, right so, yeah I want people to just come and maybe leave a little more at ease there's ease and, and disease. I want them, girl, now you're talking. Oh. Now you're talking. Mm -hmm. That that concept mm -hmm. of, you know, whether or not they're expressing a symptom has nothing to do with how healthy they are. Mm -hmm. And, uh, man, that is a really cool thing to hear you say. The pursuit of health, it just starts with the stuff that we do. And that's why your practice is so important to, to go with ours and teaching them how to be healthy, how to, how to take something out of here into the world that they can do on their own mm -hmm. and then come back for instruction. That's just badass, man. <laughs> it really is. And it, hopefully they get better at it over time. Yeah. Oh, learning yeah. for themselves. Right. Oh, I can do this during the day. Right. I can do like 30 seconds of yoga during the day. Right. Whether I'm just breathing or meditating or, you do know, they, getting a stretch. When you say that you're better at this when you get sweeter do they understand that i don't expect them to but i'm i'm sure i say it because it might sound like huh i don't know what that means right. and then over time i mean we i got, trust we got a lot of those but... looks <laughs> maybe me yeah, yeah. i mean no, I, no. I think if you have a regular practice and hopefully you know i'm able to bring in more of the yoga philosophy into classes but yeah i'm um, digging it yeah, yoga, there's this illusion of duality of like good and bad or black and white. And the word should is a good indicator sometimes of when someone's trying to take control of your internal experience. Oh, so okay. okay. I'm trying to empower people to be peaceful in here first. Man, I you've got to be so careful oh. with your language <laughs> and it's so hard to do. Yeah, and that's all about, that's the TCTSY training. That's the trauma sensitive. For real? Wow, man. And so so talk about that for a little bit. The Trauma Center does this training. The Trauma Center was founded by Bessel van der Kolk, who wrote The Body Keeps the Score. There's so much research mm -hmm. and so many new studies coming out all the time. But there's a lot of theory behind it that I'm not necessarily an expert in because I don't have a background in psychology or psychiatry right. or anything like that. Um, but in terms of the methodology, it's all about your words. And the idea behind trauma-sensitive yoga is that no one can start to heal or change their internal world if the person who's trying to help them is in a position of power. 
over them. Okay. So at least um, you can use words to cue to them that you're at least trying to acknowledge that, yeah, I know that you're all facing me in the room when you walk in and that I'm the one who teaches the class. But, and I say this usually at the beginning of a class, your challenge is not to follow my instructions as best as you can. It's to listen to your body, which that sounds so simple, but I think that the more people practice yoga, the bigger that world, that internal world becomes. And I just mean they can notice those sensations and all those little nuances and then help themselves more. That's totally awesome. So, yeah, I love trauma-sensitive yoga. And I try to use some of the techniques, whether that's just language or talking to people when they're in a certain pose. That's just (laughs) awesome. Do you incorporate that into every class you do? Like, is it always there? Yeah, it's always there. I say a lot of maybes. Yeah. Like, maybe you'd like to take your right leg and do this. Or, and that's a lot of the, a big part of the methodology is choice. So the key to doing trauma-sensitive yoga is you want students to come and practice making choices with their body. Oh, that is totally cool. So um, maybe, or if you'd like, or whenever you're ready, as you're ready, if it's comfortable for you, things like that, and then choice. So in any pose, um, you want to give at least two choices. So, huh? and that works for different like ability levels too, because we think um, if people have, they have less ability, whatever that means, that that's worse. You know, if you can't get deeper into this range of motion that you're worse, but that has nothing to do with it. We've had that uh, as a concern of some of our patients we've talked about, they're like, you know, well, my is yeah. bad, or right. I have yeah. this injury, and it's getting them to understand that, hey, this is probably going to benefit you more than others, possibly. You know, everybody yeah. can benefit from it, but you might be the prime person to try it out. I think that's true, and just starting where you are is important. I think the key to, like, someone who's afraid of that, like, oh, I don't look like this when I do yoga. Or people are going to look at me and think that I don't look like her or whatever. I think whatever. competition, too, is such a big thing and mm. trying to get that out yeah. of their mind just for that time period. Yeah, and, you know. and that's a lot to do in 60 minutes because people come in, like, especially in an evening class with their whole day on their backs. Yeah, you got to yeah. pull them out of it. Yeah. You got to pull them out of it. Yeah. I like that, meeting them where they are that you do. That's just, that's wonderful. So we've had a few people just mention, like, I can't do that because I can't sit on the ground for that long, Mm -hmm. or I'd rather just try to stand. Yeah. That's something that can be done, right? Like, if they wanted to do your class, but stand instead of sitting on the ground? Yeah. Yeah. Um, And usually if I notice a student is uncomfortable Mm -hmm. in, you know, sitting or lying down on the back, I know that can be hard on some people's Mm -hmm. lower backs. Um, I could tell them, you know, you can bend the knees if you're on your back to help keep your back comfortable, but also you can do anything standing. Um, And the poses in yoga are not poses because of how they look. The poses are a sensation. So you know you're in a certain pose based on the sensation that you're having. Huh. Um, So you can do, yeah. I mean, you can, like, there's pigeon pose. You can do. This is the least in control of a conversation I've been in. in (laughs) Probably outside of my home. And yet here we are controlling the conversation. It's outside of my home. I know. I can't hold this spot. I can't hold this. I can't hold this. 
<laughs> Man, that's wonderful. I think you already alluded to this, but you know we're offering through you classes on Wednesdays. I think we're going to offer morning as well. So mm-hmm. morning, yeah, man. How often hmm. should people be engaged in yoga? I think it's important to not just do yoga when things suck. (laughs) Like, don't just do yoga when you're freaking out or, like, you're in a ton of pain. Do yoga as a preventative measure. Yeah, we know exactly how that works. Yeah. That's all we are here. Same thing with the bones. Yeah. Um, So the regular practice, you know, doing it. You know, if it's once a week, that's great. If it's twice a week, even better. But, you know, if you're just starting out, it might be you go to a class once a week and then you work on breathing every day because that's still yoga. It really just depends. Um, And people are in all sorts of, you know, financial situations. And Mm -hmm. sometimes yoga is not accessible to everyone. Mm -hmm. I think empowering people to do yoga at home is really important, too. Because then they can, they don't even have anyone there. They, they're with themselves. They have to make choices, and they have to be in control of what feels good. Do you give so. people homework to like take home and try to do? Be sweeter. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, sometimes, like if I'm talking about ahimsa, non-injury, right. I'm like, yeah. The next time there's an aggressive driver, you see you on the highway. She just pointed to Dr. Josh. <laughs> <laughs> I am goal oriented. <laughs> yeah, so the next time you see I Dr. Josh, I do deep breathing though while I'm driving like an idiot. Oh god, I do. Fast, fast. Andy. Well, when you see Dr. Josh, <laughs> don't give him a piece of your mind. Like literally, yeah. the piece of mind that you have. Right. Don't give him a piece of your mind. Just let him. Just give him all the extra space he needs, and say, "You must be really stressed out to be driving that way. Let I hope your day gets you. better." That's that yeah. would be so great. <laughs> that would be so great. Let me people were like, "Oh." Here let he me, comes. Let me give him. Some let me space. get out of your way. <laughs> yep, he's having a bad day again. Yeah. What about <laughs> age range for mm-hmm. yoga? Nice. Because mm-hmm. as kids start getting more adult onset stuff, anxiety mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. way up in young people. Yeah. So to use the yoga philosophies, even if it's not has anything to do with the poses but the the actual breathing and Mm -hmm. centering yourself yeah i think you can't really start too young um and for little kids you can make a lot of poses are named after animals yeah or you know there's you can do breathing the lotus breathing just combining movement simple body movements with the breath like this is yoga so (laughs) but yeah i think that yoga offers really important tools to people no matter what their age is so I don't think there's any age range that could not get something out of yoga. Especially as a way of um, getting these kids to be part of something physical, you know? Yeah. Like they they didn't have to where they were part of something physical and now they're online. Yeah. They've always been online. They've never known life without it. Yeah. And that's a very disconcerting feeling for young people. You know, what's... Yeah. What's real? What's not? What am I going to get in trouble for? And what am I not? What, what am I responsible for? You know, because mm-hmm. they start the pandemic. No, most teachers were like, we're just, we're just going to be here till you have something to, to regulate your life by. You know, mm-hmm. it's like the sun, you know. And they didn't even grade a lot of things. Like whether your kid attends or not, you're going to pass. And mm-hmm. Man, that's really coming back to haunt a lot of young people now. Really, really bad. Yeah, so I can, the mental 
Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. 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 This practice of putting humans back into their bodies, it's just fantastic. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. I love it. We just talked about the online. I know yeah. during the pandemic, well, you probably had to do some online classes. What, yeah. What's the benefit of doing this in person, coming mm-hmm. to a class? Good question. To, uh, like you said, doing at home is great, but as far as doing a class with an instructor, what's the benefits of being in person as opposed mm-hmm. to online or uh, video? I mean, you can get something out of both. There, I mean, there have been periods of time where I've not gone to any classes, and I'm like, I just need to be alone <laughs> and do this for months. So um, one isn't necessarily better than the other or worse, but um, I think that going in person, in terms of sound, being able to actually feel the vibrations of a voice or mm-hmm. music, mm-hmm. Um, you know, some people use crystal bowls and all you know healing frequencies i don't know all that much about that but i know that that is something that's way different virtually versus mm-hmm. in person because i don't have this super high quality like sound system i can right you know like, it's just that concept of ritual those physical uh, yeah. cues that we use to place ourselves yeah that's what i like so much about that room we can we can do so much to it yeah to make it unique to their experience i think that's yeah when people show up more and more it'll They'll be able Man. to ground in quicker. That Absolutely. this is the space where I breathe and I Absolutely. don't worry about anything. Yeah, else. and the the fact that you can actually give them like advice while they're there. Like if they were at home, right, you wouldn't be able to. Yeah, yeah. There might be more questions like, "Am I doing this right? right. I can't exactly. do that." Let me do that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and for some people, that that sense right of next. yeah, that sense of community, they have to mm-hmm. have it, and it's incredibly beneficial to them. Mm-hmm. That's that's what I think. You know, we go with eight eight people per class. You know, it's just it's just wonderful. I'm really excited about it. Yeah, All right, cool. So we have we have the evening class on Wednesdays at six thirty. We're starting a Wednesday morning class mm-hmm. From at seven to eight. Okay, and that's what we have right now. Mm-hmm. And then they want to call. They call the office. Marissa will get them set up, or they contact you. Yeah, well, one of us at the office will get them set up. So it's either Michelle. Marissa at mfwellness.org <laughs> or Kim. We have to do that because people will put .com. And uh, mfwellness.com is not a place you want to go. Unless you want no. a treadmill from China. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> who else has questions for our new best friend, Allie? As an English teacher... What is your favorite book? Oh, my gosh. Oh English comp or English lit? So my major was called art, philosophy, and literature, but I was a literature track. Whoa. So I've done, you know, art history, philosophy. Your... I have no, my favorite book. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> what about your favorite know. short story? Bro, Bartleby the Scrivener. Oh, yeah, okay. That's yeah. a really good one. I would um, prefer not to. Okay, very good. If you can hear my voice, you should be in our yoga class. There's um, a positive tangible benefit for every single person that takes it and, and i gotta tell you guys i'm really proud of it uh, the fact that we can do this now it's going to be something we do forever we got the right instructor we've got the right room we've got the right everything so you should call us and you should find a way to fit into our classes and if not then we could talk about having additional classes and figuring out how to do it more often in my dreams i don't often dream but when i do i dream about 14 hours of yoga getting taught here a week which i know is a lot but like different grades and different levels and different people pursuing it, we'll know we're doing it right when we produce people who go on to become yoga instructors. Uh, yeah. Right? Yeah. That's or when, when they're just really sweet. Or when they're <laughs> really sweet yoga instructors that yeah. can't be rattled. 
Everybody's yeah. so nice here. <laughs> like, yeah, it's Allie. Wait to meet the doctor. <laughs> All right. So for Miss Ali, our new yoga instructor, for Dr. Matt Fink, Dr. Brad Maurer, and for Kim, I'm Dr. Joshua Fink, and we will see you in two weeks. Happy Halloween. And a big thank you goes out to Hug Monster Sound for somehow allowing the doctor's voices to sound even better than they already do.